trending news right now happened in social media in the last 24 hours and uh, talking to Lorato Sikeng, CEO of Decode Communications and uh, social commentator on that. Lorato, how are you on this uh, wonderful Wednesday? We're going to try and get a hold of Lorato again and uh, as our guest uh, discussing what's happened on uh, the trends, news, Twitter-wise and all of that in the past 24 hours as we try to get a hold of him. Do stay with us. Our time, two minutes before we get to four o'clock. Trending news right now. Lorato Seking, uh, back on the line with us. We got dropped there. I don't know what happened. How are you on this Wednesday? I'm very well. And how are you, Asanda? I'm good, thanks. Have you taken your trip back home? Or are you still there? No, no. In the... <laughs> I'm, I'm still in East, in East London tomorrow. Oh, in fact, this morning I'm off to Makanda. And then Thursday and Friday and Saturday in Quebec. Oh, the way I suffer well your life right now. I want to go <laughs> see my parents <laughs> in the Eastern Cape. I wish I was you. <laughs> All right, as long as you're well and everything's going forward, I guess. Thanks uh, for joining us this morning. Always great uh, catching up. Okay. Wonderful. Uh, let's talk, uh, I don't know what we call this, sad or not sad. Hashtag Flubber. The... You, uh, South African rapper or musician who passed on. The Correctional Services Department has announced yesterday that the late rapper's former girlfriend, Cindy Siwe Mangele, who was convicted for his murder, has been released on uh, parole. So back in 2015, she stabbed him during an argument in Alexandra Township in Johannesburg. So she's now been uh, released on parole. Yes, uh, th- this was always going to be making a big story, right? And and not only because uh, Flabba, uh, he was a well-known rapper, but also because, uh, the, you know, to a great extent, there are things in the justice system that uh, almost bamboozle all of us as South Africans. Mm. Bail is one of them. Parole is one is, is another, right? That, that ordinarily, there's always an expectation, for instance, that we know that with, with parole in particular, uh, ordinarily, when someone is sentenced, they, sh- they should at least serve uh, just over a third of, of their of, of, of their sentence. Of course, then fulfill a number of other uh, part of the criteria. In this case, Cindy Siwe had to go on a on a uh, you know a victim uh, uh, dialogues and and all of that uh, with the with the family in particular, which is always very important because. It's that part of the the uh, rehabilitation element that 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 talks to one. You know, the community accepts, particularly the family. Uh, they, they they should accept that. You know, they, one they know that you are coming out, but two, there's a sense of accept accepting. And if you think about the Chris Honey issue, Mamadim Pohani always talks about uh, raises this issue. So, so I'm saying generally uh, parole remains a very sore point. So it's not necessarily just only about seeing this way, right? But of course, uh, as, as, as things were, uh, when, when the Department of Correctional Services issued the statement, uh, it got Twitter uh, a buzz. And, and the, the conversations, of course, many were, you know, saying this is how the system works. Of course, a number of men, or at least, you know, by just observing a number of the the com- or the commentary that was coming out of Twitter, uh, some of them were really lamenting the issue that if it had if it had been if the roles had been reversed, 
there would have been a huge outcry by men, both men and women in South Africa, claiming that uh, you know the man does not deserve to be to 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 get parole, uh, and there would be a lot of noise that would have been made. Uh, mm. Is it something that we should debate? Uh, I think so. That as South Africans we should debate. But one of the things that we must never forget is that women are disproportionately affected by GBV. And even in this case, would remember throughout the case, and thankfully, uh, court processes like the one we saw with Cindy Sigur and Flaba, she, she had intimated about incidences of uh, gender-based violence. And even uh, when, uh, the, you know, when, when she got to stab Flaba, it was, uh, at least according to her uh, account, uh, they had been uh, fighting, and she intentionally stabbed him, but not with the intent uh, to 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 kill him. So it was almost in a self-defense kind of way. And we know how often this case, how many of these cases uh, happen, where uh, generally women, you, you know, either they are just subdued whenever they are under attack by men, or they then have to defend them, them, them themselves. And then it was unfortunate that in this case, Flaba succumbed. Uh, to the stab wound. What are the gender-based violence activists saying? Do we know at this stage? So, so uh, I've, I've, I've not actually seen any uh, any outpouring from from gender-based, uh, you know, from, from the activists in particular. Mm-hmm. But I guess also it is because uh, this release coincided with the story. And I don't know if you had been following. There's a gentleman who, you know, as early as, as I think about 11 o'clock posted something about him uh, having, you know, killed his partner, who's a woman, and he was sentenced, and he had served uh, eight years in jail, and he, he's, he's, out on, he's out on parole, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that story actually dominated uh, most of Twitter today. There was even a space by, hosted by, by, by this very gentleman. And uh, to, to some extent, uh, the activists then, you know, went on that story because they felt or there was a feeling that uh, he was not being remorseful because, the, 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 in fact, there was a tweet where uh, somebody asked, how do you feel after killing a woman, R- right? And his his retort was, how do you feel after aborting a baby? Uh, and, and it was that, uh, uh, you know, uh, response in particular that got a lot of people hot under the collar, mm. even the two spaces that were hosted, both the first one with him in the room and the second one without him, uh, majority of the gender activists just felt that it show it goes to show that one our system is not rehabilitative, but two men are not remorseful whenever uh, they, they they have you know uh, met at uh, or, or killed women uh, and with with gender based violence. Talking about our system not being really rehabilitative, I mean the reasons given for Sindisiwa Mangale who. Uh, did stab and Nkululeko Havedi, his real name, Flaba, was that uh, she's had or she has a supportive, positive system and that she's remorseful about what happened. How does one actually measure how remorseful one is over a crime committed, especially when we're talking of murder? Again, linking to what you're saying, that this is going to be a debate for some time. So, so uh, the, the uh, Correctional Services uh, Act uh, provides for three types of parole, right? Uh, which is uh, medical parole, uh, full parole, and a day parole, right? And, and ordinarily, there would be there would be a criteria. Day parole is not one that they ordinarily use a lot. 
uh, but medical parole in particular and uh, uh, full parole uh, is, is, is the one that, that is, all, that is uh, often used. Of course, the other one, which is not necessarily parole, is uh, uh, temporary release. And that is often used when, you know, when your family member, the very close family member has died, either your mother, or your, your parents, or your, your children, or immediate siblings, right? Mm. And in this case, with, with the conditions around uh, uh, full parole, uh, the, 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 the criteria as, as it is, they look at a number of things where the idea as well is that you should not offend, right? And I, I, I guess in this case, when, they, when they're talking about, or at least referring to uh, the supportive, the support system, it's really around that, that uh, it will help you, uh, you, you know, one, carry you through the emotional and spiritual support that you require, such that on, on, on tough days, on difficult days, you then don't go and re-offend. Uh, I, I suspect that is what, 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 what they are referring to. The, the, the statement was not too clear about what that means. But I'm just saying, uh, as far as the criteria, because ordinarily, if it was a crime related, for instance, you, you know, if you were part of a, of a, a heist, uh, as, mm-hmm. as, as it were, the idea is, that, or, or at least the support, the, the support, the, they uh, believe that you were part of that crime because you may have been trying to uh, make a living, right? So if there is that support system around you where they, they may be able to help you find work because you may have gained a skill while you were in prison, and therefore that is enabling for you to seek, uh, you know, more progressive and, and, and more, uh, you know, better ways of making a living other than ways of, of uh, committing crime. So our colleague uh, Eldrin Sampier spoke to the Department of Correctional Services spokesperson yesterday on this particular uh, topic. And I guess as we make commentary as the general public, one does sort of forget about the family, those who are directly impacted and who will never be okay for losing their Kuruleko Habedi. I think they meant to speak to one of the brothers there, but they ended up speaking to the spokesperson. So we found out during that chat here on SFM that uh, Cindy Siwamangale graduated while she was serving her sentence. It was a yes. Mr. Numalo, that, that spokesperson. And uh, yes. now this parole, where essentially she can live and work in the community. How should her family feel about this? And we'd love to hear from them, I guess, when they are ready. I, I, I suspect, so, so here's one, one of the things, and, and, and one of the assumptions that we make, right, that, that, that people who graduate out of uh, jail, they almost get a free pass. I think if, if we were to, you know, if we are simplistic, of course, yes. But if you consider that any employer, uh, they, they, you know, one of the things that they ask you for is whether you have a criminal, you have a criminal uh, record or not, mm. right? Uh, and and even in particular careers, for instance, suppose she and, and they have not mentioned, uh, or at least you know, a majority of the news reports that have reported around her, her graduation, they didn't report what uh, profession she graduated into, right? And suppose she's in the finance space. That is almost a non-negotiable because it's a position of trust, mm. particularly with money. And uh, ordinarily, uh, and irrespective of, uh, to a great extent, irrespective of, uh, you know, the, 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 the crime that you may have committed, they don't even say because it was, it was fraud or it was, it was murder and not fraud, therefore you may be able to, to work here. So I'm, I'm just saying that, uh, it is, although it comes across as they they may be having it easy, it is exceptionally difficult uh, for 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 a lot of the offenders to to really find 
uh, work as much as, as easy as somebody who does not have a have a criminal record does, right? Mm. But also, I, I don't know if, if you, you have seen there there is a report that uh, she went through a victim offender dialogue back in 2018. But what that does not report is that it does not report whether the family was part of this victim offender dialogue. Mm. So you know the assumption is that you know a victim offender dialogue includes the family, right? But again, we've seen with, with the Senzo Meiwa family where, you know, at some point the brother, uh, you know, there was a camp with the brother and the camp with the, with the sister, right? Mm. Uh, so, so it may be again that part of, of the family may be accepting uh, of Cindy Sewers, uh, you, you know, plea and, and all of that, but the other family may, may, may not be accepting. So, so again, the, the detail is a little bit scanned there uh, for us to really make a, a a full judgment in terms of uh, is it you know in what was this program indeed uh, you know at least uh, getting to the family feeling that listen we, we've been through a process our child is not going to come back mm-hmm. our family member is not going to come back however uh, we've satisfied ourselves that uh, you know this somebody who's remorseful and and we, we are in the process of healing and we are we are forgiving her yeah, let's take a short break and uh, we'll continue with our trending news. Lorato Sikeng joining us, CEO of Decode Communications. Trending news right now. Let's uh, continue our discussion then. Let's just wrap that, that one up uh, then on uh, Flaba, real name Kululeko Habedi, the girlfriend or former girlfriend, Cindy Siwe Mangaile, who co- was convicted for his murder, but now released on parole. And during that chat, if I go back to our colleagues' uh, show there, Eldon Sampier, Beyond the Headlines, there were questions from uh, guests or one guest about the release of other infamous offenders, with the example of uh, Janus Walus. Uh, coming yes. up, can we expect uh, these questions to come up? Uh, and I, I suspect, you know, they, they will come up. In fact, there, there are a number of mm. people who have raised the question already, right? Uh, and, and I guess the, the biggest challenge with uh, how things are, are done from a governance perspective, uh, Asanda, is that there's not a lot of transparency in how these things are done, right? So imagine if uh, the the the, the 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 parole board had you know you know to a great extent particularly cases of of public interest right uh, the the their findings and recommendations uh, were uh, made public right because then to a great extent that removes the speculation so 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 unfortunately uh, we've seen for instance with president jacob zuma right uh, when Nasa Fraser decided that President Jacob Zuma deserved the medical parole and all of that. Again, uh, although he had to go to Parliament, uh, he, he really did not uh, go to them with document, documentation that had recommendations. So I'm saying the challenge really is in the system that it leaves a lot of questions with the majority of us uh, as South Africans where, again, you, we are likely to see an inconsistency of some sort. And, and that's why I was just juxtaposing a uh, parole with bail. It happens a lot where, you know, people, somebody commits a similar kind of uh, crime and then they get 10,000 rands, they have to pay 10,000 rands bail, somebody has to pay 1,000 rands bail. And, and, and unfortunately, you know, the NPA or in this case, the correctional services, they will not always be open and honest to say, here is what is on record. Right, they always want to come in and let us uh, take their word 
for whatever it is. And then, so I guess, you know, with the interview with Aldrin, it would have been the case that the expectation is that the spokesperson is speaking on behalf of the, the department and whatever he says, people must must believe him. There's no go-to, you know, like we have now with the, with the, uh, the report the, the report from uh, 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 Judge Zondo's commission, right? Yeah. There, there, there would be a news report, but then there would be a voluminous uh, report that you and I and many others can at our leisure or for work purposes peruse and really satisfy ourselves that indeed uh, what Asanda and, the, and, and colleagues report is what is in the report and not just uh, take uh, your word for it. Okay, so from the death of Ngululeko Habedi to the death of uh, Jamie Bartlett, famously known as the character he played, the South African actor, uh, David Gennaro. I don't know if we call him South African UK actor because his dad is is British, his mom South African. But anyway, news of this death uh, in uh, South Africa's favorite villain, or of South South Africa's favorite villain, broke uh, that uh, he's gone. And uh, messages of condolences just kept on pouring on social media. Yes, uh, may, may we please own him? You, you know, he may have acted in a few international films here and there, but a uh, majority of his acting time he spent in South Africa, so we, we will own him. We're yeah. trying to own Elon Musk, by the way, <laughs> yes. uh, whether that will succeed or not. <laughs> 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 yes, in, in fact, interesting, you know, as you're playing the promo about, uh, you know, where would be without watching if, if it wasn't for Isidingo. He mm. also again came to mind to say we will always remember him as that villain, uh, you know, as, as Mike O'Reilly uh, in, in Isidingo. You know, an amazing, amazing uh, character. And, and, and in fact, I don't even remember him. I, I've not watched Scandal, right? Mm. But I know that there were a number of people, even news reports, and even him going to on, on to win us after. It I, was telling that, you know, he killed uh, the, 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 the part. And he's one of those people that, you know, uh, just like uh, John Malkovich in the U.S. I've never seen John Malkovich acting as a, you know, as a sweet guy. He's always yeah. a villain. And even with David Gennaro, you know, they're the same. And every time you, you know that, uh, listen, he's going to give, give it uh, his best. But most importantly, uh, setting the bar higher. And I think for me, that is what uh, he has been able to do, right? With every production that he was in, he was really raising the bar and, and, and taking it to another level. Uh, again, the dark cloud over the in, uh, entertainment industry, mm. you know, with uh, uh, one of our stars, uh, you know, going to be one of the many stars there in the galaxy. Uh, may his soul rest in peace. And uh, thankfully, you know, uh, he's been celebrated through and through and by everyone, you know, whether yeah. it's uh, those who are his colleagues in the industry, you know, people who, like me, who just knew him from the screens, it is absolutely amazing. But, but I think what is also uh, amazing is people sharing the image, the pictures. And he always seemed to be uh, this character where he never just took, you know, this smile and pose pictures. There was always some action of some sort. It's, it's absolutely heartwarming uh, to, to see that, in fact, people have, uh, you know, the kinds of memories that they've shared with him. And as you say, I mean, there's so many, and the images that you're seeing just speaks to, I guess, how approachable he was, as much as he was this big character and a big celebrity because everybody loved him for what he did. But uh, what I'm seeing also in posts is that people found that he was a relatable guy, he was somebody who was approachable and a people's person. It's great to see. Absolutely. So, so, so one of the things that 
uh, you know, as communicators, one of the things, or, or at least we often raise is that, listen, we, 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 or people generally rely on the spoken word for them to tell what you're communicating through, right? Mm. But uh, in many instances, communicators often talk about the importance of body language. And uh, I didn't, you know, see him much outside of his acting. But ever since uh, his passing and the pictures that I'm seeing, I'm seeing this colorful guy because, Mm. you know, the shirts that he was wearing in many different instances with many different people in many different settings, whether it was, uh, you know, a lunch date or on set or, you know, just preparing for set or on, on some event, he was always wearing a colorful thing, right? And I guess... Uh, you know, oftentimes that projects the kind of person you are, you know, uh, out there, you know, as you say, relatable, and people can really feel your aura uh, when, when you're around them. And I guess he was always giving that kind, that, that kind of a vibe. And that is what is really coming through out of the many pictures that people are sharing. Yeah, it's great to see. Mm-hmm. We need to take another short break and we'll continue talking. Hashtag RIP Jamie Bartlett with CEO of Decode Communications, social commentator Lorado Sikeng. SABC2 is going all in with new shows and new seasons. The charming community of Siebentelan makes its way to your screens every Monday to Friday at 6 p.m. Mubango is on every Monday to Friday at 9 p.m. Catch the second season of Giani Land of Blood every Monday to Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. And the brand new local drama Boma Mazala is on every Thursday at 9.30 p.m. Go all in with SABC2. You belong. Trending news right now. All right, sound awake it is, and we are discussing what's happened in social media in the last 24 hours, continuing thereof. Uh, hashtag David Gennaro, hashtag RIP Jamie Bartlett is uh, our topic that we had just touched on before we had to take a break. Uh, we have to. It's broadcasting that happens. We get interrupted, but we have to go on. Uh, he died at the age of 55, and may his soul rest in peace, as Lorato had uh, said. So he left his character, uh, David Gennaro, on Rhythm City. It was after about 13 years in that role in 2020. That was a long time that he played that character. But what do you think of that decision where an actor is, you know, known for a certain uh, role or known to be good at something, but there's a time where they feel it's time to step down? I I, I, I truly believe that uh, it's it's brilliant, right? Uh, There's this saying, uh, a good dancer knows when to leave. Uh, the dance floor, and I guess he had that moment, right? And and whether uh, it was uh, an amicable agreement between him and the production, or you, you know he had to leave off because of whatever circumstance. But I'm just saying that, thankfully, uh, you know there are no stories of him, you know, having done something wrong or crazy uh, that warranted them to fire him. So so it, it, there's no report that he was fired from the production. Mm. They just decided to end and and. And it can't be easy. I mean, you must, this is your life for 13 years. 
yeah. you must be, you know, so into it. And it's basically all you know. And um, and to step down, it, it can't be easy. All right. And uh, yes? No, I, I was saying uh, absolutely. Especially, you know, when you have somebody like a Morgan Freeman, right? Uh, mm. It is it, almost uh, the, 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 the gold standard of great actors must almost go all the way, you know. So so, so it would have been good to see uh, Jamie Bartlett also going all the way. Uh, by the way, uh, mm. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, then there was a, there's a, doc, a prophet, uh, Meloni Koras, mm. or from Oras minist- uh, Ministries or something to that effect. Uh, he claims that he had predicted or had a premonition about uh, Jamie Butler's uh, uh, death. So the Facebook post, part of it reads something like, when death comes knocking on a man's door, they become uncircled. I'm seeing a male celebrity in the South African art industry dying shortly if prayer is not made. Uh, And this was on the 20th of of May. Mm. And when when you then go to read the the comments on the Facebook post, there are about 100 over 140 comments majority of them uh, are you know saying men of god you know you are right on the money uh, I, 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 i'm not sure about this asanda but i guess uh, you know we've seen bushiri we've seen alfred kaguri claiming to raise people from the dead we've seen a whole lot of uh, uh, these things before where people make claims that uh, really cannot be substantiated yeah well, I guess there yeah. are those who go with that side line of things. And then some of us just wonder. Um, yeah, again, may his soul rest in peace. And we'll always remember what he contributed to the arts fraternity. Always. And uh, we claim him as ours. He's definitely ours. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hashtag Lux, now the leader of the Operation Tudula movement. He's trending again. I don't know if this guy will ever stop trending. But this is because he was part of a D- TV debate on uh, the issue of illegal immigrants. Of course, I don't know if this was ratings for you, a strategy thereof, or what do you make of this? So so I, I, I watched the, the full interview, right? Uh, and a number of things came out of that interview. Mm. One is that, uh, so, so that there was Victor Khomeswana in the interview, and there was a lady from uh, Afrobarometer who had done research, uh, on uh, which is their, their regular service that, that they do, uh, and, and the question was around how South Africans feel about uh, uh, immigrants or, or you know, just the, the immigration. And just over 50% of South Africans were saying, you know, there should be limited movement of anyone who is, a, is, who is an immigrant uh, in South Africa. And uh, more than 45% were saying, you know, the, 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 as long as people are legal, you, you, you know, uh, one one of the first things that uh, came across from, uh, and it was just one, his, you know, his attitude, his uh, boisterous nature. Uh, I know people call him charismatic. Uh, and, and his response was that he does not believe that research. He wants to see the back end of that methodology. He was questioning it and he was saying he has, uh, you, you know, the, the, the views of the people on the ground the people that were, were that were surveyed are not the people the, the people on the ground. That was the first thing. Mm. The second thing was uh, Victor Homeswana uh, put put it to him that listen, uh, I hear what you are saying, right? But if you were to remove uh, you know all the migrants tomorrow, uh, both legal and illegal, are you saying that we will not have crime? 
Are you saying that we will not have GBV? Are you saying that we will not have, uh, you know, all of these mm. problems that, that, that we don't have? He even went on to make the example to say, imagine now that you're saying that you're calling yourself the president. Oh, by the way, one of the other things that he said is that he's not, uh, Cyril Ramaphosa is not his president. He is Cyril Ramaphosa's president because he's the president of presidents. That was the other reason okay. he was trending. Yes. That was the other reason he was, he was, he was trending as the president of president, right? <laughs> And 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 he Victor went on to say to him, uh, imagine if you were to mobilize Sowetans to say, let's one uh, all of the roofs must have solar panels, right? So now essentially you are getting uh, Sowetans who are complaining with power to already have power, right? Secondly, they are now you are going to create or uh, you know all of this the, this collective is going to become an, an independent power producer, right? You are going to be able to negotiate with an ESCOM to say, by the way, we are producing a power and mass. We are able to even sell some of the excess power to yourself. He did not engage with those solutions, right? right? And in my in my view, that demonstrates that this is more a popularity uh, uh, thing than it is about the, the real grievances of the Sowetans, of South Africans, and about immigration, right? They just found this, he just, and I'm saying they because I, I, I don't think that he's, he's by himself. They found a very yeah. sweet spot for to position himself and and, and uh, to, to literally agitate South Africans on something that he knows that the uh, majority of, you know, people who, are worried about scarce resources, are worried about where their next meal is going to come from, they are going to find an easy target, right? And that's why, in in my head, what Victor was uh, put into him was not unreasonable. But of course, uh, whenever somebody like that finds a platform, he's likely to get, uh, you know, there's always uh, people on on two polar ends. There are those who, it does not matter what logic you come up with, what reason you come up with, whether you know you are rational, they will not listen to that because all that they want is that foreigners must go. And then you are going to have those on the other end who say, listen to logic and and, and reason. Uh, you know, and and and, and, I'm, and I'm I'm not sure if there's almost a coming together of some sort or even a a, a middle lane because even he, uh, you know, JJ asked him to say, is there a middle road? He, he, mm. he could not find it. So you, you can then tell that this is not somebody who's looking for solutions, right? He's looking to agitate, and he believes that he, he, he'll be popular with this kind of agitation. And he's getting, he's getting the kind of attention that, that, that seemingly he's, he's looking for. So do you think he shot himself on the foot by doing this interview, or it was one of those things that he knew? I mean, this agenda is something that's going to be short-lived anyway. And as you say... Uh, it's something that is going to ruffle people's feathers the wrong way. And maybe to some degree, just, I don't know, push his own personal agenda, I guess, of puffing himself up. I mean, going as far as saying he's the president's president. What are your thoughts on that? Is, did he, does this make things worse for him or not really? Because he knew that this is not something he can carry on for long anyway. I, I, I suspect that uh, he's at the point of no return, Right. And the likelihood is that whoever is one propping him up to funding him, uh, they they have a, an agenda that mm. they, they are really working on, right? But it also does not assist that then the sentiment, uh, there is some sentiment that supports uh, this kind of uh, Afrophobia, right? And, and, and mm. unfortunately, uh, when people are here, 
they then realize that, listen, it may be a thousand people. How do I say to them that let's back down, right? When I've really riled them up, uh, gotten them to be, you, you know, hot under their collars, they're ready to pick up stones and do all, or do all sorts, all, all, all sorts of uh, things, right? So, so, so I suspect he, he, he's likely to continue to be failed by his courage and uh, not to go to the people and say, listen, I think that we've made a wrong decision. I think that, uh, you know, uh, we need to come down and listen to logic and reason and, and find a way of, uh, you know, dealing with things differently. Uh, because, again, the, the conversation was really around Africa Day. He says things like, yeah, you know, uh, we love uh, our African people, uh, and, and, and but you can then hear that he's just saying it for show. It, it, mm. it, 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 it is absolutely not sincere or even genuine uh, that, that, that he was saying that. I could be wrong, uh, uh, by the way. I, 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 I'm, I'm open to that, uh, you know, in case he proves me wrong and, and he, he, he makes a different decision tomorrow. But uh, the way I'm reading it, I think that he has really painted himself into a corner and uh, he's not willing to step on the paint. I just think uh, that sentiment or the statement of we love our African people, you are African people. <laughs> you talk of them as if they're separate to you. You are African yes. yourself. Yes. No, that, that, that's un- the unfortunate complex that South Africans have. Uh, and, 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 you know, one of the, one of the questions that uh, I'm hoping somebody will ask him one of the days is to say, let's see your passport. Let us see the stamps on your passport and see where on the continent you have traveled. Mm. Uh, you know, and, and I guess uh, it does not help that uh, not so many South Africans have actually traveled outside of the country. Some of us, you know, who have been fortunate to travel outside of the country, we, uh, we, we, we get the sense, or, or at least there's a sense of we understand to a great extent why, you know, it is important for us to be as embracing as we are. Of course, we are not encouraging, uh, you, you know, any uh, for you know any immigrant to come to our country and uh, not be compliant with our laws and and and, and, and the likes. But importantly, uh, I'm hoping that somebody will take and Angelax out of the country so that uh, we see whether he does not come back with a better perspective. Yeah, well, let's leave it there. And uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, do enjoy the Eastern Cape there. Um, and uh, until we talk again.